Is that the metronome? Metronome, yeah. So you can. They use that. That's that's used to um, something to do with music, right? Yeah, to keep time. Right. So it's right. always on the beat, so you can like have it play through the whole song while you're recording. That's what I thought. Yeah. Are we recording? Yeah. Yeah, that's what the, we, we could also. Uh, oh, you can the, the um. Oh, the top right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if we ever uh, change our name, we could also change it to "Are We Recording." Oh yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you stay with the bombcast. Uh, I was thinking we could even just—I was thinking about the little name mm. thing, bombcast off the ten. We could just combine the shits. Yeah, the bombcast off the ten. We could. Uh, are we recording? Are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. It's our show. We can do what we want. Absolutely, we could change the name every day. Uh, so how you been, man? You know, uh, okay. I, guess, I mean, well, shitty. Just uh, up and down. Yeah, same here. Yeah, really? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear you feeling shitty. Why? Yeah. For me, Any particular reason? Or? Uh, you know. Just life. Life. Uh, you know, at the moment, my life is like dealing with, uh, a, I guess I can actually use the, ter- the term now, a baby mama who is yeah, yeah. difficult to, to deal with and. You've got a baby and it's by her and yeah. she's the mama. So, yeah, that qualifies. So you know, divorce is shitty like that. And people are, when not everybody is trying to be like on the same page. Okay, well, you know, we didn't work out, but we have a kid. So let's just yeah. do the right thing. Yeah, it's frustrating. I, yeah, I can imagine. Well, I mean, I can only imagine because yeah. I've never been through it myself. Uh, but I have been the product of divorce. Right. As, as have you. Yep. So, you know, we see it from... From a side, at totally. least, and now you're seeing it from both. Yeah, and for me, it's like uh, you know, especially like being in therapy now, dealing with trauma and shit for my whole life. It's like I keep trying to. I'm terrified of him going through a custody battle. Yeah, and like, cause how traumatic that is, and then and and outside of that, just having parents who are not mature enough to, you know, communicate properly or stuff like that. The, I guess the one, if there's any good thing in terms of, uh, you know, you want to look out for Grayson. Is that you know he's still young, right? And so hopefully he's not absorbing too much of this. Yeah. Um, and again, I mean the kids, no matter how, I mean they they know, right? They know. And it's like you know, there's no fighting around him or anything like that, you know. But um, you know, still, it's yeah. just you know. So I have fear about that because, you know, some trauma that I'm not exactly sure where it comes from yet is like really, really, really young. Like prior to three, you know, like yeah. that. Like, so I have stuff from that young that I'm not quite sure. And then also, too, it's just, you know, uh, I don't particularly have like a relationship or a good relationship with my dad. And like, he wasn't around. So it's like, I don't ever want him to feel those things. So it's like that fear is in there and anxiety. And then plus just dealing with, you know, shit, but finally realizing shit about my dad and like, uh, you know, business being up and down and, you know, other relationships that are like really impactful. And so, you know, it's just a lot. Yeah. yeah I, feel I, I feel you. Yeah. Plus it's the start of a new year, which mm-hmm. I don't know for me always, especially lately as I'm getting older. Cause I just, I look back on like 2016 and I really, it just seems like another holding pattern. Yeah. You know, like, you like, make, like not a lot of progress. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm just, you know, parallel. Yeah, you know, not going up, LA, not going down, which is good. But I mean, just I just feel, yeah, man, I'm gonna be thirty. I'm gonna be thirty eight in May. Me? Oh, 
old as fuck. Big bowed B. <laughs> 38 fucking years old. You know, you're handsome, healthy. That shit scares me though, man. Yeah. That shit scares me because I, I, I'm like, <laughs> I still feel like I'm living like a fucking child. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, Dude, I'm not got- married. I don't have a kid. You know, I've been with my girl for damn near 10 years. Has it really been that long? I, I'm bad with math, but if it's close to it. I mean, because no, you guys were together when I left THQ? No, 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 no. We got together. After? Yeah, way after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when. Because I, mean, I had already been uh, working in PD for at least like two years. Okay, so what is that? Like 2008? I'm going to say 2008, 2009. Yeah, I so think 2009, actually. So you guys are coming up on 10 years. Eight, yeah. nine, nine yeah. years, something like that. That's a long time. And I love it to death. And it's, you know, we're living, you know, two separate cities. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, at first it was all right. You know, I could deal with it. But it's getting to the point where it's becoming, you know, more and more of just uh, just not something that's good. Right. <laughs> I can't think of any. I'm drinking this. What is this? Lagavulin. Lagav- oh, Lagavulin, yeah. yeah Sponsored yeah. by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't think of the right word because of the, because of the lagu. <laughs> but but yeah, but I mean, I love her to death, and you know, I wanted to move back to L.A. But then and she knows that. But then I I worry, you know, because she seems very happy up north, you know, right? And I don't want to force her, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I'll work it out though. Yeah, I'll work it out. But hey, enough of this. Enough of this. Hey, I'm I'm, I'm doing good now because I'm chilling with you. I feel the same. We're doing this podcast. Uh, we just saw. A match that I've been wanting to show you for a while. A, uh, yeah, you just got your first taste of the Young Bucks. <laughs> I, I gotta say, guys, uh, before go ahead, you go, go all ahead, set go up. So, uh, if you guys don't know, if this is your first time listening to this, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Uh, WWE, just wrestling in general, I, I fucking love it all. And he, he works uh, in that industry as well. And I work in that industry. Um, I designed the WWE video game. One of the designers. Uh, and every year, PWG, which is a promotion based here in uh in LA specifically specifically San Fernando good old Reseda uh, every year they have their bola the battle of los angeles it's a 3 day tournament uh and the winner like the world rumble you know earns a shot at the PWG champion uh but on day on night 2 there was this match uh pitting the young bucks and adam cole bebe versus ricochet uh uh Matt Seidel, and the aerial assassin Will Osprey, and I saw—I I just got this, uh, this, you know, uh, this show last week because I used to buy because they sell Blu-rays, DVDs. Okay, but I'm 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 getting out of buying physical media. Yeah, it's awful. And if you wait long enough, uh, if you go to highspots.com, you can actually after after enough time has passed, you can then just buy the straight files. Okay, digital, yeah, for like fifteen bucks. So they finally you know put that made that available. So I scooped them up. Uh, but anyway, I saw that match, <laughs> and I'd actually heard about it prior to me watching, you know, Bola this year. Like everybody was talking about it, and yeah, when I saw it myself, I was like, "Oh man, I got to share this with somebody." And I was like, first person I thought it with you was you." Thank, thank you, man. I appreciate it. So, I'm, I'm. If you guys listened to the last episode, it was pretty much entirely about wrestling. Brian's a huge wrestling fan. Um, I haven't watched wrestling for many, many, many years, but I you know, kind of deep in martial arts. And so I, he wanted my take on the stuff and I had uh, some good things to say and a lot of criticisms. So the first thing he says when he walks in, he like, he hands me or he shows me a flash. I was like, you got to watch this. Okay. Yeah. Cause the matches that I had, that I had you watch, uh, it was Nakamura Samoa Joe. It was, 
you know, guys that I, I love. Totally. But your big thing was, because again, you know, like you said, you are a martial artist. You study this. You practice this. Uh, you box. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what these guys do. It's kind of like their gimmicks as, right. as far as their style. And you were like, um, nah, <laughs> not so much, not so much, not so, not so much. much, you guys. I'm not really buying you guys throwing these punches and working these holds. So I was like, okay, yeah, you wanted to see some traditional wrestling shit, yeah. some shit you can't see in an octagon, exactly. or in the ring. So I was like, okay, I got something for you. I want to say, and like I, you know, I'm not. When I was a kid, I was a big wrestling fan. Like I went to a couple. Whatever it was, it was before Monday Night Raw, whatever it was yeah. prior to that. But like, so that's how long ago it was. Like it was still it was, WWF. WWF? Yeah. Wrestling? Or yeah. Wrestling well, Superstars? They had, they had the like, a, like a Sunday show right. or something, like, whatever it was. I went to that, you know, I would watch it on TV. Like I was a fan. And I can remember like a handful of matches as a kid that I can still think of. I was like, wow, that was amazing. This match you just showed me is is in that I don't know how many matches there are I could re- yeah. recite but this is one I, I I doubt I've ever been that entertained watching a match before it was so fun like crazy like I'm in awe of all the athleticism in that match even in crappy matches I'm like wow these people are really yeah, working hard so, yeah exactly so yeah. I can appreciate it as a from an athletic standpoint but in this match in particular not only am I floored by every single thing they were doing but I was, we were laughing. Yeah. yeah. It, it was exciting. It was fun. It was so tongue in cheek and they were working hard and it was technical stuff and their timing was amazing. Time, the t- was yeah. You mentioned the timing. Great. Yeah. And that's something cause I, you know, I watched a lot of PWG, a lot of, and I, I mean, I never don't think about it, but yeah, their timing on I mean, these things. And, you, and there's three six or four men. or five or six super moves, one after another yeah. with six men. With six men. Back. Oh man. It's ridiculous. Cr- and jumping the ref. over each other, <laughs> jumping through the ropes into something somebody's coming back it was intense it was yeah. amazing it, yeah uh i love and, I, and these guys have all worked with each other in the past so i think you know that definitely helps you know uh their chemistry because right. you know adam cole and um uh, and the young bucks you know they they're mount rushmore that's like the name of their faction mm-hmm. in pwg uh they've been working together for a long time uh ricochet has been working with all those guys matt Seidel, you know uh, the newest guy to that mix was uh, the British dude, uh, Will Osprey. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the aerial assassin. He's kind of like new to, I mean, not new to wrestling. I guess, well, newer in comparison to the guy, other guys that were in that match. Right. But uh, he's kind of like really getting some uh, notoriety and some fame. Uh, but yeah, it was a tour de force, man. Amazing. Like, that's the shit that I love about wrestling is. I, I mean, how long is that? 15 minutes or something like that? The match? 15, 20 that minutes? was about 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Yeah. 20 minutes. These guys are nonstop. Yeah, the cardio. I can't even, there's no, I mean, every once in a while they'd be like, focus on two guys, but the guys outside are doing stuff too. Like, yeah. Not, for 20 minutes nonstop, these guys are jumping, not, flipping. Just so, and, and it was funny because like the commentator would be like, here's another useless flip. So they were very self-aware. <laughs> self-aware, yeah. Which yeah. I think really helps. Yeah, that was Chuck Taylor. Uh, really helps. And like I said, he wrestles for them too. He actually wrestled, because he ever just had a show uh, Saturday, uh, which was which would have been the 18th. Right? Yeah. Yeah, the 18th. Uh, and he actually wrestled for the championship. Did he? Yeah. Did he win? Nah, I heard he lost. But he does commentary. Okay. Uh, and, he's, and he's very, he's funny. He's a funny dude. Yeah. Uh, he's quick-witted. But yeah, he's always, yeah, he always questions, because he doesn't do flips. And he helped train so Ricochet. Talking shit about One of the top guys that yeah. does flips. And so yeah. I think just kind of needles him. He's like, yeah. It was yeah. amazing. It was so fun. It was so fun. That's all I can say. It was so fun. Yeah. It yeah. put a smile on your face, you know? Totally. It's and and I mentioned I mentioned to you uh, either before as the match was going on how you know a lot of the, uh, the old school vets and mm-hmm. everything you know they see a match like what we just saw or the Young Bucks in particular 
there's a guy, Jim Cornette, who is just out and out, has complete disdain for the Young Bucks and, and their style of wrestling. Pure jealousy. And I, for Cornette, I'm not sure if it's jealousy. He's just such an old school guy. Because do you, do you remember him? He, he, probably, he might have been before your know. time, but he was famous. He was a manager okay. for um, NWA. Uh, oh, what was the team that he managed? I'm going to get NWO? NWA. NWA. National Wrestling Alliance. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, yeah, uh, NWA kind of, it kind of became WCW when uh, Turner bought WCW. Okay. Or bought, what did he, I'm getting my history mixed up. But yeah, the NWA was a separate kind of governing body, wrestling body that had, you know, NWA champion, uh, tag champion, all that kind of stuff. And they kind of would share the titles amongst some of the other regional promoters, promotions and everything. Hmm. But Jim, so Jim Cornette, he's like, he's a big figure in wrestling. Uh, He worked for Vince. Uh, he was a one of the creative guys working underneath Vince McMahon during the uh, the nineties. Uh, so he's very set in his ways. He worked for Ring of Honor uh, most recently, but yeah, he's set in his ways. You know, right. for him, you know, you wrestling don't, is this wrestling thing. is this. Right. And hey, you know, to each to each his own. You sure. know, all, all I will say <laughs> is I, I don't want to talk too much shit about Jimmy Cornette for the simple fact that he's always been kind to a buddy of mine who wrestles, uh, Mike Mondo, mm-hmm. and for that. I will say, Jimmy, I will respectfully disagree with your opinion right. on the Bucks. If you don't like him, that's totally fine. He, but he has made some <laughs> off comments saying that, because he's very hyperbolic. Uh-huh. And it's like, come on, you're not going to kill them. You're not going to do any of that oh, dumb Jesus. shit. See, here's the thing. like, If you hate on somebody's style because they're not uh, talented, or be- if you're talking shit about them because they're not talented, or they're not working hard, or their um, intention is bad, like they're vulgar from or they're promoting something negative that i can understand yeah yeah same man but these guys are the first foremost thing about professional wrestling because like we talked before it's not a fight it's a entertainment these guys you guys know each other backstage is to entertain and those guys entertain more than i've probably enter, yeah. ever been entertained and you don't even you don't even watch don't wrestling, even watch like, wrestling. Like, like i, I do you don't crazy it entertained. Like I, do. Yeah. I was laughing i was i was literally like holding my hands up like attention like oh shit what are they gonna do so that's one and then two is like they're clearly working really hard. Yeah. So I could get it if you if if you if they walked out and were being like half assed and you were talking shit as yeah. somebody who's good. But those guys are clearly working hard. So yeah. what's there to hate on? And they're clearly good. They're right. clearly, clearly talented uh, at what they do. So everything they did, every move they did was skillful. Yeah. I mean the the degree of difficulty on just about every fucking really high. maneuver really high. was was through the roof. Like and, like like their lamest move. Was like a, a mid to high level move in every other in every other yeah show WWE in particular right. yeah. yeah I yeah I it totally was, agree it was impressive and I don't even I don't care about wrestling I have no stake in it I don't follow it I don't have an emotional connection to it that was amazing but let me ask you so uh, okay so you just said that if you knew you could watch let's say I'll I'll say WWE just because they're the biggest that if you if I said yeah want to watch WWE and you knew that you were gonna see something mm-hmm. akin to what we just saw mm-hmm. would you be more likely to tune in to WWE or less likely, if you knew you were going to see some of the shit. I don't. I don't even watch boxing or UFC. Oh, you don't? No. Like oh, okay. I'll catch. I'll catch a fight afterwards. Like if I catch, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just. Uh, I love. You like doing it. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You don't really watching it is okay. Like I like it sometimes. Like, you know, uh, Anderson Silva is my favorite fighter of all time, and so if any time he fights, I'll 
watch it. Okay. All right. But I don't, I don't care about following. And there's a lot of really great fighters right now. Um, a lot. But if I catch it, cool. Yeah. But like to go out of my way to do it, nah. Okay. All yeah. right. Even in boxing. Like I love boxing and I box every day. I still like, meh, whatever. I'll catch it if I catch well, boxing, it. Boxing, I don't even know. I mean, outside of Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao, I don't know. There, I mean, there's, who's, you know, who's, there's who's the big guy. Triple G. Oh, yeah. I heard of him. He's great. I heard of him. There's a bunch of really good boxers out there. Well, I'm right sure now there too. are. Yeah. I'm sure there are. It's the same thing. I don't follow them. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I feel the same way. Every sport is the same to me in that it's like football, basketball, even baseball, I guess, whatever. Hockey. I, I don't follow it. I don't know about who's playing. I don't care about the stats. But if, if I can watch, if somebody tells me or if I happen to across uh, a match or a, something where it's like, here's two people or two teams that are going all out. They're putting in everything. It's a ton of passion and skill that I can watch. Yeah. I'm into it. I'll watch it. And, and if they're, um, uh, I like good sportsmanship. <laughs> I really do. It so goes, do I. It goes a long so way with me. That's why like with UFC, it, you know, guys like Anderson Silva don't really talk shit about anybody. Guys like GSP don't really talk shit about yeah, anybody. I, they get out there and they work their asses off and they have respect for the people, even after they whoop their yeah. ass. Like they have respect for them. I like that. That is true. It makes me feel good. And I don't even follow UFC, but I, at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the only times that I've actually probably even watched UFC was when Brock was in there. Because like okay, you, I'm you love to show you some. You love Anderson. Time. We can talk about martial arts yeah. next time. Yeah. I love Brock, but I mean, but I've seen Anderson uh, Silva uh, before. Yeah, um, I've seen GSP maybe yeah. like once or twice. But yeah, I love how they carry themselves because exactly. to them it's just business. Right. You know, it's like I trained and I, I you know practice for this. This is my yeah. job. I'm gonna go in here and I'm gonna try to win the same as what the opponent wants to do. Right. But it's like I, I just need, love how they don't feel the need to resort to like I don't need to sell tickets by that the being a negative that. person. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love that. I like that too. It makes I, that makes me feel better when I watch it because it's like they're promoting something positive. I'm a martial artist. Martial arts got me out of being a drug addict. It got me to be a different person. It's yeah. created a new strength and it's allowed me to give that to other people. Like I, I teach it for a living now too, but um, that's how I try to change the world with like the you know a couple hundred people that i've taught over the years like i can connect with them directly so it's important to me um so yeah so with martial arts that's what i like to see um i think we're probably in the minority on that absolutely because who's that conor mcgregor conor mcgregor he's biggest he talks a lot like he he talks non-stop shit and he's good at it yo he's really good hey uh, the dude's funny and to his credit he is an amazing martial artist. Is he as good as they say? Yeah. As someone, so yeah. You, you've seen him. Oh, no, uh, certainly. Work. Okay. He, he's, so he can back it up. He's every bit as good as people say, if not better. All like, right. His training is amazing. Um, the work he puts, he's earned everything. I mean, nobody, you can't be a champion if you didn't earn it. Like, right, it just doesn't right. happen. But um, the, I mean, he, he's incredible. Because, yeah, I mean, that's what he's I I've never seen him yeah, yeah. Uh, fight. He's I've just seen his promos. And no, no, he, like he's, that. Dope. Like, he's dope. He's dope. He's a great martial artist. Yeah, and really outside of the box training, which I like and I appreciate. Yeah, he's he's very good, but I don't care about the shit talking. It yeah, doesn't do anything yeah. for me. It doesn't gas me out. I'm a grown man. What the fuck? Because the thing is, for? it's like you're either gonna see the fight. Like to your point, what you're saying, which you know, me seeing a fighter cut a promo on a guy trying to hype it, it doesn't make me want to see it any more or less. Exactly. I kind of have my mind made up if I want to see such a good point the fight just based off the two uh, you've seen the, the two before. opponents. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, well, I know he's good. Right. And I've heard about him. So, hey, this should be interesting. Right. A, a mix of styles or whatever the, the case may be. All the shit talking, like, 
if anything, it just kind of it will you know lessen my interest. Detracts from it. Yeah, where it's like just shut the fuck up, man. Just <laughs> now, if if in their promos and when they're cutting promos, if they were just like I train harder than him, and they were just keeping it to like the facts of like I know my training is better. Yeah, that'd be all right. I'm into that. Well, that's fine. Yeah, like, if you're gonna do if it, you, if you're gonna keep it into but some straight of these UFC guys shit. are like no fuck him. He's an idiot. His yeah. family's stupid. Or like you know there's a. a fighter who fought Anderson among many other people he's a famous shit talker in UFC named Chael Sonnen and uh, he's an American guy white guy and he's talking shit about Brazil and he's oh, I heard, yeah, I but he's doing him. it to sell tickets it's yeah. like that's his job he's trying to gas him up and like you know Conor McGregor is doing the same thing that's why he's the highest paid fighter in the UFC yeah. it's like because he's is a spectacle he's a spectacle you know like I said I think most people do uh enjoy totally. that trash talk and all that shit and it's evident too when you watch a match you know when you fight uh you know, when you have a, a a ring fight, you or when you're sparring or whatever, if you have a bout, you need you you should take the first 10, 15, 20, 30 seconds to feel out your opponent, see what their timing is, see how they react, judge the energy, find your distance and timing, learn how to close the gap on this person. But in UFC, if they don't just start throwing bombs within 10 seconds, oh, yeah. they start booing. I know. And you're like, what the fuck? You guys watch this shit every weekend. But and still, you know nothing they don't about know. fighting. Yeah, I was you know say, they nothing don't know. about fighting. And, and honestly, I would I would even bet that more than half the people that are in those buildings, yeah. don't know what the, anything about UFC. Totally, they're there either you know because it's just a place to be. Uh, they got that's comp tickets, or point. you know they've got the money to go, and they've seen some clips. Yeah, and then like and they think that all UFC fights are just a series of you know instant KOs yeah. and devastating knee strikes. When I yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and it's like it's just a highlight reel. Exactly. When I see fights that are like two guys standing flat footed, just throwing bombs at each at each other, I'm not impressed by it. It's crazy to watch. Yeah, like it's a, it's like whoa, look at these guys. Like if you watch old uh, Pride Fighter, and he was in UFC for a bit. Uh, uh, Vanderlei Silva I, I heard of him The axe murderer Was his name like, The axe murderer Crazy he is But he's a guy Who would just A scary motherfucker Who would just stand there And throw bombs And it's crazy to watch Throw bombs And then receive them also right? Yeah just take punch No not moving Just I'm tough as fucking nails And I can outlast you Right And if you stand in front of me And you're t- And you, there are fights Two tough ass guys Who refuse to move their feet Or move their head And just stand in place And just beat the shit Out of each other and it's it's something to see. It's like a Rocky movie, man. Yeah, but it's like, all right. I mean, why did they? You don't need any training for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like where's the skill? Yeah, yeah. Where's where's the uh, where's the mix in it's the martial arts? Because it's intense. Yeah. It's like the most intense thing you're gonna see. But you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, where are these? Um, what are they? Why do they need a black belt to do that? <laughs> it's like yeah, I, I can <laughs> they, do they that. Don't. They don't. You yeah. know, I've been in street fights with people with no training. And they'll stand there and throw bombs like that. And it's like, all right, I don't want to get hit like that. I've yeah. been knocked out. I've been hurt. I've been stabbed. And, you know, I don't want that shit. Fuck that. So I'm going to move my head. Shit hurts, Move man. my feet. Fuck yeah, it hurts. Say what you will about Floyd. But that motherfucker, his whole, his whole game plan is not to get hit. Yeah. You know, you, He's no dummy. Well, his, he is, but not when it comes to boxing. Something one of my teachers told me. Something one of his teachers told him. Probably something one of his teachers told him. So this goes back. I have a, you know, the teachers I've trained with. You got an empty glass here, but that's oh, no, I'll go in a second. Oh, okay. The teachers I've trained with are like all legit. I have a, a good pedigree of people I come from. So this knowledge is really important. So I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay. It's the secret of fighting. Oh, please tell me, bro, because I don't know how to fight okay. like a, for, for, at all. This is the secret, the big, big secret. It's two things. I ain't a punk though. Yeah. One. Don't get hit. Okay. Two, hit back really hard. 
that, that's as good as it gets. But you know what? I guess I'm smarter than I thought because that's, yeah, anytime I'm in a fight, those are the two things. But you know what? Most people aren't that smart because that first one, the yeah. don't get hit, people just aren't doing that. It escapes them? Yeah, they're just not doing it. They're not training it. They're not practicing it. So when they get in the fight, they just stand there and they just throw bombs. That is a that is a skill of luck now. Yeah. Because you can get knocked out easy. Anybody can get knocked out. Yeah. So you just get caught on that one. So if you're not moving your head, you're not moving your feet, what are you doing? What are you doing? So it's like for when I'm watching a fight, I want to see that. I want to see the chess game. I want to see this is why I can watch jujitsu matches. A lot of people can't watch jujitsu matches because they don't they, they, don't, they don't know what's going saying. on. Yeah. Like why are these guys sitting here for five minutes? They're they're it's a they're playing mental chess right now. Yeah. And they're trying to wear each other out and figure out where an opening is. And this is all tactics. This is tactical uh I don't know. It's it's something no, I, I, that you're watching. I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh watching a wrestling match Honestly, I mean it's not as a uh, it's different. Yes. But there's still a reason. And that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. There's a reason like they're not just for the layman, like you said, uh, uh, judo, right? Yes. You know when they're when they're you know what they call like just like you know pulling mm-hmm. on each other's gi or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, for me, I see that. I don't understand it, but I because I know I don't understand right. it. I don't. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh well, they're they, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. They obviously do. I just don't know right. what they're doing. Let me tell you, like when you're watching judo, like high level, like Olympic judo players. What and they're you know moving back and forth. You're like, what the fuck are these guys yeah. doing? They're not only visually, but it's le- it's very little visual. They are physically looking with their body. They're feeling the slightest chance or shift in weight or energy or leverage. That's what I was thinking to yeah. take over and throw this person. Because if you if you give it away too soon and you go for it, you are then off balance right. and you will get countered. It is a crazy intense and like. Uh, anxiety-ridden chess match. Yeah, because judo, judo, judoka, judoka are like the people who. Oh, okay, okay. Like judoka yeah. is a person because I've seen judo. that before. I never knew because I see judo then judoka. But okay, so that's right, the person. Right. Doing judo it. is the art, the or art. The sport in in this case too. All right, and then judoka is a person because that art form is all. It's about the throws, right? That's right. what it's, it's, it's known for. So yeah, pretty so much when no I, striking. Yeah, okay, or it is no striking. So when I would see that, uh, like on the Olympics, even though I didn't know why they were doing it, I, I mean. I had an idea. Like, I figured that, like you just described, I'm like, they must be either searching for a weakness or, like you said, uh, a shift in in momentum or leverage to kind of get them over. And it's the slightest feeling in the the split second. That's all you have. Because then that person will be off balance just for a moment and they're going to recover. They're going to correct that thing. Yeah. You know, it could be mid step. And you'll watch the same thing. If you're watching Muay Thai uh, and they're in the clinch, you know, they're both grabbing and they're looking there's a lot of grappling in muay thai and when they're looking to find sweeps or even just if you're looking at a purely striking art even in muay thai or boxing you're looking at people if they're real boxers or they're real muay thai people they're looking for like the smallest opening Opening. in the shortest amount of time possible to exploit it and then create a bigger opening right and a lot of that is like done by not just waiting to see like where this person messes up but drawing and baiting and fainting and like Making them think like, so you plan three moves ahead. Like, okay, when I do this, I know they're going to do this and then I'm going to do this. Right. Like you said, it's chess. It's a whole thing. And it's amazing to watch. It's amazing to watch. And when you're watching this last wrestling match, they have to know, okay, when I get, because they're not 
planning that whole they're not planning a 20 minute yeah, match yeah. they're not writing that down and memorizing it no no a lot of that's feel and a lot of it is them saying hey so we're gonna do this spot this spot this spot then like moments before they come out yeah like behind the curtain like yeah. hey you wanna do these 10 things okay and then and then say and then we'll finish it this way yeah. and then everything else they go out there and they just they just dance. They do it they, they dance fucking yeah. dance and you know? it's crazy yeah and like you're dancing with 300 pound men who are slamming you on your head on your head Taking some nasty bumps on the apron, that <laughs> that match is as, as dope as it man. I, I I fear for a lot of those guys sometimes yeah. when I see them taking you know especially the drops on the head, you know. Uh, the margin for error is so small. Yeah, and they're tired. They're gassed. At, they're so tired. Good lord, they're so tired. In that building, Brasita is hot, hot man. Yeah. Uh, I've been there a couple times where because like the guy who runs that place, Legion Larry is his name. Uh, <laughs> He's notorious for not turning on the AC. There you go. And, Good man. And, I, and I've, been, I've been to shows and I've <laughs> watched shows. money. We're not made of money, yeah, Brian. Yeah, I know. I know. I know but I, I've been to shows and they'll start a uh, AC. AC. <laughs> <laughs> to, force, to force him to turn on the air conditioning. Does he finally give in? Like, oh, he will. He will. Uh, but he, he won't keep it off for long. But he'll keep my profits. Yeah. He can't get some fans? Just some... Overhead fans? They, they've playing? got overhead fans, yeah, but, the, but they're doing springboards, and the ceiling's not that that high. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's like, jumping. Yeah, they're, they're jumping. They're six-foot guys. In the, how high is the top turnbuckle? Five feet? Uh, let me see. Well, the ring, let's see. The apron is probably about above my chest. So it's and then almost five feet off the ground, yeah. four and a half feet off the ground, and then another... Five feet, five, so like five, ten five, feet, feet when they're yeah. standing there, and those guys are six feet tall. Yeah, so that's like 16, 17 feet. Just that, just that. Prior to them jumping, I've seen, so I've seen twenty dudes, feet. I've seen guys scrape the uh, the top of the Shut ceiling up. doing like moonsaults Good and Lord, man. shooting stars and shit. Yeah, I remember man. a video of you doing a moonsault. Oh yeah, my moonsault tight. Yeah, man, back in my younger days. Yeah, man, that was amazing. I yeah. was so impressed. I actually, I, I found that video uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, look at me doing moonsaults, man. <laughs> so tight. I put it on YouTube for a bit, for for a minute, but then I deleted it. Mm. Uh, I might put it on my Facebook. Yeah, man. Show off. A you have a bit. Facebook? Or not Facebook? I'm sorry. Your Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I do have Facebook. I'm just not on it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super impressive, man. Like, just really impressive. Any athletics, man? You know, uh, how's your? Have you been working out again re- regularly? How's that going? Oh, uh, all right. So, yes or no? Uh, last week, I worked out at the gym one day. <laughs> but you know, because um, the week prior, though, I was I worked out. I was there four days. Nice. Uh, Tuesday through Friday, yeah. worked out. Or no, no Monday through Thursday because that Friday I went to go visit Akane mm. up north. Oh right, right, right. So and then I, when I got back Monday. You know, we left the airport, was straight to work. This is, you know, last week, Monday. And I don't know, I kind of got out of the groove a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I did go and I hit it up hard on Wednesday. Uh, but then I just told myself, you know, because my, my bicep was hurting. And mm. I was like, I'm just going to give my body a break. Yeah. I still did some shit at the house. But as far legs. as like throwing weights around, yeah. uh, I haven't done anything since Wednesday. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I'm going tomorrow. Nice. Start back up again. I just I just realized that with myself. Like I just gotta get my body. Like when it comes to, to lifting, uh, there's more time. Cause again, like my mm-hmm. arm, my bicep. You do any foam rolling or anything like that? Foam rolling? Foam rolling. I never heard of that. Next time you come, we should work out sometime. I'll show you. You should, some, yeah. yeah. Foam rolling's really good, especially like 
as you get older and because like you've been lifting so long, your muscles are, um, you know, they get tight. There's a lot of tension and stuff and that, that you're not able to release. And, and foam I, and rolling I, is like really painful. And I, I gotta, I gotta confess. I gotta admit I'm smoking. I'm, oh, well I'll get to that. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm not the best when it comes to stretching. And warming up, most people aren't. I uh, as you get older, man, that needs to take more. And more I know, I know. I I usually up. I never yeah fucking stretch. God damn. Uh, and I and I and I know I should because yeah. I feel it. Like yeah. my entire body, it locks up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah seriously, yeah. Like I and and two like with uh, with traditional weightlifting, you're only working basically like one direction right yeah it's up and down in one direction or in and out in one direction so the muscles grow only in that thing so there's no range of motion really that you're working right. so the and as as the muscles get bigger they get tighter tighter yeah and yeah so it's just that you start like compressing that's why you see those old ass guys in the gym like the, you know like the 70 year old guys who've been working out for a thousand yeah. years they're swole you know they're old swole but they're all hunched over and kind of oh, like curled in like yeah. a turtle because they don't stretch i see a lot of cats like that yeah the old swole. You know what you find? Like the the old white guys who used to work out are always going up to everybody and talking to them. And the old black guys, but they're just talking about whatever. But the old black guys who used to work out are always trying to correct everybody on their shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like old people, old guys who used to work out I are really frustrating. I will. Yeah. Uh, I The only times I've had someone come to me and, and, you know, try to correct what I'm doing or not even correct, but to give... Uh, like a tip. A tip yeah. or advice was, yeah, this older... But it, funnily enough, it was a, a white guy. Really? Who did it, yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm all for it. Like, if I'm, you know, as long as people are nice and respectful, like, yeah. if I can do and, something and better, was, yeah. I want to know. Like, yeah. please tell me. But I, I, I'm, I'm so focused on my form. I'm, I'm so concerned about my form. I'm usually pretty good about it. Yeah. But I'll, every once in a while, if I see, not so much with older people, but like, if I can see someone who's... Obviously, they don't go to the gym a lot. They're not working out a lot, and they're doing stuff that's going to hurt them. I'll watch them for a little while, and usually I'll walk up, and I'll always say it the same way: like, "Excuse me, would you mind if I like just say one little thing that might help out?" Oh, you do that kind of shit because, like, I see people doing shit that they're going to get fucking hurt. It's not. It's not a. They might. It's one hundred percent. They're going to get yeah. hurt. So I'm just trying to help, and I say, like, I mean, no disrespect. I'm always very, very humble. I'm. I don't. I mean, no disrespect. You can say no, but you know. You, you might get hurt doing it like yeah. this. If you want to learn just a real quick little tip. Well, that's good on you for doing that. Try, and I guess the only reason I, I cause I, I don't, and I've, I see people do, or I've seen people do, uh, you know, exercises wrong. I don't correct them. Like, Fuck them. It's five of the fittest out here. No, no, no. That, Thunderdome, motherfucker. No, no, not even because like, I'm a nice guy. No Thunderdome, no Thunderdome. But in the gym, you turn that shit off. You're nice in the street. But in the gym, it's real. But it's because I mean, this is what you do. You're qualified. Yeah, I'm not. So Brian, how long have you been working out? I mean, a long time. But I'm still. How long is a long time? Again, I'm bad with with since high school. Okay, how, you're, you're 38. <laughs> yeah. So high school. So so about tw- I would say about 26 years, 27 years. Brian, B, 27 years. Look, I know. Look, the things that I'm doing, I know I'm good at. But sometimes if I see somebody doing something where it's like, look, I haven't even tried that. But I can tell that you're not supposed to. I know how to lift exactly. and you're not supposed to lift with And your, that's the thing. You may not have done the movement, the exercise that they're doing. 27 years of doing it well <laughs> is enough, is more training and expertise. You might not know the uh, anatomical terms 
and all of these things or like may not know about, you know, healing or anything like that. But to know how to lift, to be able to sustain it for 27 years and be in shape, you're in very good shape. Uh, you got to know. You, you know. Well, the other part of it, too, is that sometimes you just don't give a fuck. Oh, I don't do it all the time. And man. I just want to, I, I get to the gym, especially now. I'm, I get cranky. You just want to do your workout. I just want to do my workout and get the fuck out of there. I understand. Dude, I don't do it all the time. And some people, like, if I see them doing it and they're like an asshole, I'm just like, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. You know, but some people, it's like they look like they're really struggling. I'll see people doing like crunches, like holding their neck, their chin to their chest, and just throwing themselves up. Oh, like, I've, oh seen, I've seen that. I've like, seen that. I used to do that. Down, like, yeah. Or even push ups. Like, everybody does push ups where they're. They're like trying to touch their chin to the floor. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you gotta, your neck's got to be neutral. Your neck shouldn't be doing anything because it's just going to hurt. Or, you know, deadlifts when they're curving their back and yanking from their, I'm like, good, please just. I've seen that too. Just and lower the weight. Just use the bar. Learn the form. You're not going to get ripped today. I think that's the thing. It's going to take a yeah, year. That's the best advice for anybody. Lower the weight. And like you said, honestly, if, if it's your first time doing it, no don't way. just use the bar. Yeah. Because the bar is heavy. The bar's got if weight to it. Olympic, if you're using an Olympic bar, it's 45 pounds. Yeah. That is plenty. That's plenty. Yeah. You know, like by all means, I see that's the one thing I see the most is people putting way too, too much, much fucking plates on. Yeah, it's like you don't need that. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. just, yeah. Oh. I, I should have brought him in because what I've been working with lately, because I got really bored with um, with weightlifting. Yeah. You know, I should, and, and plus I've been getting really tight as uh, my muscles are getting more developed. I'm, the tension is getting greater and greater, and I still stretch, but it's like, how long do you stretch before you? Before I don't stretch a lot before. Right, so see, I, so I, you're just like, no, 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 no. But that, it's 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 purposeful. If I'm doing weightlifting, you shouldn't stretch too much before. Oh, okay, but I do joint mobility, so I'm. Oh, you like you like the video, I like the video, yeah. like my video. Check my YouTube channel. Uh, oh, you got to plug that, man. So, yeah, what is it online? <laughs> UCS, I think. Is if you Google my name, Graham Baker, or just go to my website. A better you fitness.com. Yeah. But anyway, so joint mobility first. So you warm up your joints, but you don't want to stretch if you're lifting heavy weight because you don't want to be too loose. You don't want your joints to be too loose if you're putting up heavy weight. Okay. But afterwards, you need to stretch deep. Yeah. So yeah. afterwards, I'll do, you know, 20, 30 minutes of stretching. Afterwards, I. That's your meditation time, man. So you should be. No, afterwards, I'm just so heavy that I, get, I can fucking leave. You I just can stretch bounce. at home. You can stretch at home. Yeah, by the time they get home, I'm not stretching. Stop making these excuses. I know, I know. Oh, hey, let me show you this video real quick of this guy. So I haven't been to the gym in a minute, but, um, excuse me, I just do all my workouts at home. Yeah. But uh, I was going every day for a long time, and there was this guy I kept seeing, and, uh, Kind of a taller guy, like maybe six foot. No, maybe not even six foot, but taller than me. But he was That's not, not hard to beat. Yeah, man. no. Thank you. Ah, I'm just fucking with you, th man. Thanks you're for not, that, bro. You're not short, man. We're, We're the same height, dude. You are 5'10". We're the same height, roughly. That is not the same. Roughly. That is not the same. We had this discussion. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I would see him in the gym and he would be like, he's not in bad shape. You know, he was in decent shape. Yeah. Thin, he had some muscle. But uh, he had these two people that were always with him. It was like a real fat girl and a real fat guy. I don't know if they were his friends or parents, what. maybe. Mm, probably not parents. Okay. But so anyway, so I'd see this guy all the time, and when I'd watch him work out, it was embarrassing. I was like, "What the fuck?" And he was teaching these fat people how to work out. Like oh he, no! He was their I don't know if he was. Their, it looked like he was their friend who was also who was being their, their yeah. trainer. Okay, so I'm going to describe 
Well, I'm going to let you watch two videos. They're really okay. clip. Cause I, and I don't even care. I just pull my phone out and I just record them. I'm just like, screw it. I got to get Are you serious? No, no one's going to believe me. No one's going to believe me. Okay, so the first video I'm going to show you is... First video? How many videos you got? I just, I just did two little videos. So one, I'm, I was using the, the free weights. And this guy comes up with the girl helping him. And he, picks, he goes to the two... He goes to 120-pound dumbbells. Okay. Okay. So he can't lift them. I mean, he can kind of pick it up, but he can't get it up on his shoulder. Because he, he, he's essentially, he wants to do shoulder presses. With 120 fucking pound dumbbells? Hold on. <laughs> so I'm like, I've seen this guy work out, so I know what he's going to do. But I was like, damn, 120 pounds, that's crazy. So he asked another guy to come and help him, like lift it up on his shoulder. You can like, you know, if somebody puts 120, you this can just This isn't a snuff film, is it? Like, I don't want to see this guy Nobody's going to get hurt. Nobody's okay. going to get hurt. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this guy proceeds to, air quotes, shoulder press, 120 pounds, I'm going to show you. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. All right. Now, now I'm laughing two times. Yeah. One because I don't the the yeah that's not a that's not a shoulder press it's at nothing. all. It's nothing. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah. And two, he looks familiar to me. Does he? Okay. So for you, anybody listening, let me describe <laughs> what's happening. So he he had a guy. You can hear the guy in the video like talking to him, but he has this guy come up and he helps him lift. Are they? I'm pretty sure they're. They're if they're not 120, they're they're, no, they're they are. more than that. 120. Okay. Okay, so they're 120 pound dumbbells. That's a tremendous amount of weight. He picks it up. I can lift 120 pounds off of the rack and hold it at my side. Yeah. I can't curl that shit. I can't, you know, that's How did he get it up in that position? So the guy, he called the guy over, like a different like somebody else who was working out yeah. to help him. And he said, hey, "Can you help me?" So the guy helped him lift it up. So he puts it so he's holding two 120 pound dumbbells yeah, on, his, to, on his shoulders. So his elbows are bent and he's got them up. And all he's doing is like a two inch bend of the knees. And then he's kind of like thrusting himself up. And maybe the weight is moving yeah. up maybe an inch. But it's just purely momentum based on his legs. Based on his legs. And he thinks he's. Yeah, you're just. That, he that's thinks a good he's way. putting this weight up. That is. He's doing. It's like a, a squatting. Uh, shoulder press. He he's not going, but up. he's not moving his shoulders. He's not moving his shoulders. The shoulders at all. are moving as a result of him squatting the, the fucking, momentum from his yeah. legs. And he's not even doing a squat. Like he's, he's not, not like whoa, the guy's squatting two forty. No, he's just kind of bouncing. It looks like he's trying to jump rope. He's yes, he's bouncing. It's a little bounce, and it's maybe two or three inches of movement. He's not doing anything, but he really and he does this every day. And he's got people that he's teaching that this, like but this woman, this big lady and then there's a guy. A big I got guy. I got to see this. I'm sorry you guys. I got no, I got to see I this. I got one here. more for you. Okay. And then you can watch okay. me. Okay. So then the same day cuz I'm sitting here working out. And the same day right after that he goes over to the I love bench. How you just filmed this. Dude, I, I don't know shame either. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> like I, you know, if this guy's got something to say, he could say it. But I'm sure he thought like I don't I don't even know if he saw me doing it. But I'm sure if he did, he would think that I was like a fan and yeah, like trying to. Yeah. That's how dumb this guy is. Like, oh, that's how you do it. So then he goes over to the bench press machine and he puts one, two, three, four forty-five pound plates on both sides. So what is that? One eighty on each side. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that? Three sixty plus the bar forty-five. Forty-five. So what is three sixty plus forty-five? Four. Uh, whatever. Yeah.
seeing how he works out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he's on the bench. Now that big girl who... She, before you go, in the, in the, in the first video, she, even she looked scared for him yeah. doing that fucking yeah. thing. Like, the look on her face. She was so <laughs> worried that his little body was going to just break. Because he, like you said, he's, he's tall, he's skinny. He's almost like a fucking beanpole, man. Yeah, yeah. and he's just holding the weight. And yeah. Just, it's, it's, the weight is literally not moving off his shoulder. It's just the his frame is she just was, holding up the weight. But he's not moving it. She looked in fear for him. Okay, so this girl who can't work out at all like she i i saw her like he was teaching her how to curl one day and i think she was using 10 pounds okay so and there's nothing wrong with that right nothing yeah. wrong with that okay but that's just where she's at and she couldn't you know she was struggling with 10 which is totally fine he's having her spot him and pressing he's... 405 so in this oh, video shoot. he's gonna press 405 presses in air quotes and this girl who can't lift 10 pounds is both is to supposed him. to spot him yeah. for those of you who don't no, a spotter is supposed to be able to move the weight that you're trying to move. Yeah. They're at least supposed to be able to do three quarters of it. So you can do the last quarter if you're failing. They are your lifeline. Yeah. They're they literally are your there to line. save your life. To save your life. Yeah. In, Especially when you're benching. Thank you. The most precarious of all yeah. traditional weightlifting is you literally have, in this case, 400 pounds above your face. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. The most... The only exercise where a spotter is vital to vital. you walking out of that gym. You can drop a curl. Yeah. You, you can drop an overhead press yep. and you might fuck up your shoulder. You could drop that shit. You can't drop a bench press. No. You just can't drop it because you'll die. You'll die. Okay. <laughs> so he's having this lady spot him while he bench presses 405 pounds. It's a good thing he doesn't actually bench press because he's going to work out in the exact same manner I showed you before. Oh, I got it. How's okay. How? How? Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. What he's doing. And he did three. He did three. Okay, so what he's doing, he did manage to get it off of the hook. He did, which is is impressive. Hey, that's something. That's something. But it's just the rigidity of his elbows, right? So he puts it off the hook, and he's holding it, and he's literally moving it, what is that, two inches? Not even two. Not not even two. Inch and a half, maybe. Up and down. He does three at an inch and a half and puts it back. So he's literally not using his muscles at all. He's using the the formation and structure of his elbow, wrist, and shoulder joint. That's it. And the woman, his spotter, held the bar the entire time. Just touching it. Just like. Dude, you you have to say something to him. I I don't go to the gym. I don't care. That guy is a dum dum. (laughs) <laughs> and, he, and he would not because he thinks he's doing some he looks, real shit. He looks way too old for to be pulling this shit. No, he's yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I want to. He say, he looks. He's, he's got to be twenty eight. Like he's not really. Yeah, yeah. He's a young cat. It's hard to tell on this one. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's he's getting more of a workout putting the weights on the fucking bar. Yes, than he is picking them up and picking them yeah, up and putting, putting the yeah. plates on the bar while it's on the rack. Oh yeah. man, isn't that crazy? Well, all of a sudden, I don't feel so bad about, you know, when I have a bad workout. Exactly. <laughs> at, least I'm t- at least I'm doing so a full range of motion. There are some crazy people out there doing some. But, you know, I've been really into lately because, I, like I said, I got bored. I wish you guys could see that video. That's, uh, that's, that's incredible. You know, if you, whatever, hit me up on uh, some social media. I'll, I'll, yeah, you got to share yeah. that. I mean, because you know, there are some, like, social media sites that post people's shitty workouts. Maybe I'll submit it to them. And that's a good one because you can't see the faces. Yeah, exactly. So, right? Maybe exactly. that. Yeah. Exactly. But th- it's worth seeing. It's it is. crazy. It is crazy. I can't believe I just saw it. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Um, but so I've been doing, uh, I know you work out with kettlebells too, so I've been really 
big I in kettlebells. Really, kettlebells have been great, but I've also gotten really into the last month or so is working out with maces and clubs. Maces and clubs. Yeah, steel sounds clubs like, and steel maces. That sounds like police equipment. It's Beat like, it's some, it's some. <laughs> <laughs> maces, maces and clubs. It's actually like uh, derived from like some old Indian training, not, not Native American. Native American? Indian, okay. Indian, proper Indian from India. So it's like they would use, um, their warriors would use, you know, it's a stick with a ball on the end. It's a, like a mace. So it's oh, weighted, like a, oh, it's mace, weighted on like one mace, end. mace. Yeah, yeah, I got them in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a bump yeah, yeah, on like the head, mace. Mace. yeah, yeah. Um, I should have brought them in. They're in, they're out back. But next time you come, I'll show you. So everything is off balance. So all the weights at the top, oh, the yeah. mace, the ball, or the club, you know, it's it kind of tapers up like a, like a baseball bat essentially. So I have a seven pound mace that I use to start with to learn this stuff, and seven pounds like yeah, it's nothing. But when you're learning this, it's because you're doing. Yeah, I was gonna say crazy what's the motion like, behind. It's all so it's all like full range of motion and functional strength. You know, like a bench press will make you stronger to it in a sense, but you don't use that motion really in anywhere in your life. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's not functional and, and, and it doesn't translate. If you can do a bench press, it doesn't mean you can do a pull up. Right. You know? So that's why you see people in the gym who are swole and they can put up for real five hundred pounds full range of motion for, you know, let's say five, which is a lot. Yeah. But they can't do a pull up, for example. But with clubs and maces, it's all like, ah, fuck, I should have brought it in. I'm so dumb. Um, You're not dumb, brother. Yeah. All right, guys. So sorry, there's a little uh, technical difficulty. We were talking about maces and clubs and rambling on about whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Cut out. Um, so we're actually recording this at the end of our sixth episode, which I'll, we'll put up later, but... Brian is going to go back and do his take on Lego Batman. You got to love technology, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah, shit. Cool. And whatever we were saying about working out, just go work out. I, we, I, think, I know we said a bunch of good stuff about working out, but most of that got cut out. So, Well, if you, if you want to you know, have, a, have a long and fruitful life and uh, look good for the, for the girls or the guys or whoever you're attracted to, uh, go to the gym yeah. or do some shit at the house. Yeah. Like, uh, like a buddy of mine said, you know, you got to... Curls for the girls. Uh, and that's, yeah, he has some other rhyme with it, but I just remember curls for the girls. Build your muscles in the gym, see them in the kitchen. Build your muscles in the gym, see them in the see kitchen. See them in the kitchen. If you're working out, you're building muscles. You got to work out. But if you're eating shitty, you won't see them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're diet shit, you'll still be have that fat on top. You are what you eat. Word. Yeah. So what are we talking about? We're talking about Batman? Lego Batman. Lego Batman. So this is a B's take on Lego Batman. Yeah, so 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 it so you so your piece is still in. Yeah, it picked okay. up because we started. All right, all right, now. all right. So yeah, so I mean I I like Batman. Uh I like Batman like, you know, I like just just about any superhero, I guess. Like he's never been my favorite, but I like I like him. Don't definitely not as much as, as you. Yeah. Uh but I, I do like me some Batman. And uh, I had never seen the first Lego movie, which did you? The no. Lego movie that the, the Chris Pratt theatrical, yeah, the Chris no, Pratt. No, okay. I've seen a bunch of other Lego, like Justice League and Batman. Stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this was like my first time even seeing like a Lego movie. Period. I mean, I, I remember hearing how good the uh, Lego movie did, like review wise, everything like that. People that I know who have seen it, they loved it. So I'm like, all right, and, and plus, you know, the reviews for this Lego Batman were fucking like. Mm-hmm. I think right now it's still sitting like a 91%. Yeah. So, you know, I went and I saw it. 
And yeah, it's a it's a fucking great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's one of those things where you know you sit back and they it's it pays such homage to to Batman just as a character, uh, and as a character throughout its history. Like they go back and they touch on stuff from you know because uh, there's this one scene where they talk about how uh, I think Alfred's talking to him, and he starts talking about how all the different looks. Yeah, that, that that Batman has had, and they go back to fucking uh, to like the 1930s, mm-hmm. like his first uh, appearance on the page, and then they show him the 60s and the 70s and the 80s, and then I think they even had a shot of him from the the, the Schumacher. Yeah, where they got the, the, the nipples. bat nipples. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! <laughs> so I mean, there was just so much material that they mine for jokes, and uh, and all the jokes hit, and you know, I know this is like a kids movie. But there's there's a lot of jokes here for for everybody, you know. I imagine, I mean, like like you, you took Grayson to see this, yeah. So I mean, there's stuff that he's in there that he's just gonna pop for and enjoy. But there's also stuff that, as one, as adults, and two, as you know, you especially big Batman fans, just you know, things you're gonna just appreciate. Yeah. You know, the writing was spectacular in this movie. It's really good. And yeah, just the amount of uh, Easter eggs and and. Um, and just cool little thing that they added into the film that really would didn't really further the plot at all, but it, what it did do, which I appreciate, is that it did help just create and set the tone for the world. Yeah, that you know Batman was living in. There's a lot of fan service, but like in a good way. In a good way. Yeah, in a really the good best way. kind of fan service yeah. done by actual fans. Like you could tell the people who wrote that's this movie the, and such a good point. Yeah, you know directed this film. Like they know they're Batman. You know, definitely much more than I do, uh, and it shows through in just about every scene. Um, and then Will Arnett as as Batman and Bruce Wayne. He was funny as hell, man. Yeah. Who knew that Batman was such a comic, was such yeah. a comedian? Like you could put that motherfucker Cape Cal and all on a stage <laughs> and have him telling jokes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he would kill. That whole scene, like in that first in the beginning of the first act, where he or towards the end of the first act, where he goes and he's in the Wayne Manor by himself and he's like using the microwave and yeah I was down I was laughing so hard I was, thought it was great and I just love how he always kept that fucking cowl on his head awesome. like that's his that's his gimmick he's like I ain't taking this son bitch off this is who I am baby yeah no it, it was good I mean the entire cast was great um the story the story was fine yeah. I mean it's if there's any fault about the film that I had which is not really a fault I mean but the story was definitely one of those uh, redemption, redemption, redemption type stories, you know, because Batman is kind of an asshole. Not kind of, he is an he asshole. Is asshole yeah. And a loner. And it's, it goes through the whole, you know, trope of, you know, him learning to, you know, to be part of a community again, you know, uh, with Alfred and Barbara Gordon. And he takes in Robin, who was fucking hilarious. Awesome. Props to Michael Sarah for, for that, for that for role. Real. He was, he was great in that. Uh, so, so you definitely, you know, you've kind of been there, done that with the story, which is fine. Like, I'm not, and I'm saying that's like my only negative about it, but I mean, it's a negative only because I've seen that story told so many times. Right, but it's a kid's movie. It's but it's a kid's right. movie. And even though I've seen that told, I mean, look, I've seen a lot of stories told several mm-hmm. times. I mean, there's not much out there original nowadays. But one thing I can say is that they've taken a, you know, this well-worn kind of trope, this narrative, but they definitely put their own spin on it. Yeah. And they just handled it solidly and expertly and, you know, Warner Brothers is lucky to have these guys uh, because it kind of gives it gives Warner Brothers hope. It also gives fans of the DC universe 
hope that, hey, at least there's somebody working behind the scenes yeah. in front of these cameras writing this shit that actually seems to give a fuck about these characters. Yeah. Uh, and I actually read the other day, they're doing a Nightwing movie. I think they're thinking about it. No, they're, they're doing sure. it. That is and that, awesome. and that, that is they awesome. got the guy, the writer of Lego Batman. Oh, right. Is I writing. Did read that. You're right. Yeah. So that was really good to hear. Because honestly, like watching this film, because of how good it is, I just kept thinking to myself, why aren't these guys, yeah. you know, doing Whatever the move, doing the live this, action? Why isn't this, yeah. 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 Why are we still fucking around with Zack Snyder and, and everybody else attached to, uh, you know, Batman vs. Superman and everything else? Like, they've had their chance. It, and they, and they've, dropped, they've dropped, uh, they've, they've just, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, whereas these Lego guys, they obviously do. The Lego guys bring in Paul Dini, have the guys who are writing the current writer of Batman is the main writer of Batman in the comics is this guy Scott Snyder who's fantastic yeah Doing oh is he writing great. Batman now he's been writing Batman for a long time like maybe oh yeah uh, eight years seven years a no while. way yeah a while because I know him he used to write some Marvel stuff back when right. I was collecting but it's great the Batman stuff he's done is really good and you know there's some down points too but like yeah why don't we bring these guys in bring them in it's so stupid you know it's and I read that story and as excited and happy as I was that they finally you know, I'm like okay Finally, they're 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 mining these other talent that they have on these Lego movies for their comic for their live action films, but I'm like, hey, as cool as it is to have a Nightwing, I'm like, aren't y'all getting putting the the cart ahead of the horse? Yeah, is that the right expression? Yeah, right. The cart, the cart, yeah, yeah, the cart, right. yeah. The horse is not right. Yeah. Because y'all talking about a Nightwing movie, and you guys have been juggling trying to figure out who's going to direct your Batman film. They, this is the timeline of this, the way this episode. Is released until now is weird, but yeah. since we're releasing it now, uh, they got a director finally. Yeah, they got the guy that uh, was that. I think his name is Matt Reeves, Cloverfield, uh, and the Planet, Planet of the Apes. Apes. Yeah, also, no, great director. I love those movies. Did you see Me too. Both the new Planet oh. of the Apes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. He, no, it's a great pick. Yeah. Um, but I mean, David Ayer is a good director too, and he did Suicide Squad. So, and I'm a fan of David Ayer, and I don't, I don't attribute Suicide Squad's failure. You know, I don't think it's not just his fault. No, no that's what I mean. But like, yeah. he's a good, he's a great director. Yeah, and that movie is atrocious. It is. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. So but I, Batman as, will be better. As much as I hated Suicide Squad, I would still be interested in seeing his cut of it. Mm-hmm. Because apparently the cut that they that the theatrical cut was not the one that he put together, right? Because uh, like you said, I, I'm a fan of Ayer's uh, his work. Uh, Fury was great. Uh, Sabotage was cool. End of, end of Watch, right? End of Watch, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a good director. That's why watching that movie, I'm like, oh, this isn't. This right here is not. It is a mess. It was a clusterfuck. It yeah. was a clusterfuck. Yeah. But hey, when we get back to Nightwing, it's like, hey, I'd put these guys working on the Batman film. Yeah. Because they got the director, but they still. The last I read, the script that Affleck and... Um, Jeff Johns. Yeah, that they put together, they're redoing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, I'm like, hey, bro, please. That's what I mean. Like, Get, get on board. Get help us. Paul Dini, yeah. who of uh, Batman the Animated Series, and he wrote the Arkham games and stuff, and he's done a bunch of other stuff, but like for Batman World... Created Harley Quinn. Created Harley Quinn. He, the, the episodes in particular that he wrote of the animated series are the best episodes of the animated series. The games are great. Like, get and he Batman. did Mask of the Phantasm and he too. Did didn't Mask he? of the Phantasm. He wrote that, did right? You watch it? Yet? I haven't watched okay, it yet. Okay, yeah, but you'll watch it. Yeah, he he. Well, I mean, you know, those that team did it. But yeah, he right. was one of the head writers. That guy is the best Batman writer of all time. He just is. Yeah. Why are you not getting him in to write these scripts? It, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it like, doesn't make any he, sense to me. They have a, a pool of talent, and it's like you're already on the roster. Yeah. These guys work with DC. They I work know. With Warner Brothers. They're already here. That's the thing. Like it's it's, it's maddening. 
You know, and I'm not even a DC fan like that. Yeah. I mean, I like DC. I, I'm still going to watch the movies because yeah. I'm a comic book fan, but I'm a Marvel guy. And what's weird too is like, but I still want to see these movies done justice. Still want to see right. a good movie. Still want to see a good movie. A movie yeah, fan. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like the the Marvel or sorry, the DC comics are great right now. Like they're killing it in the comics. Really? Better than Marvel comics. Like, not only in sales. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I, not only in sales, but just in... in just the quality, quality of the storylines. Story way better. But they're just dying when it's in the opposite movies. When it comes it to the films. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it seems like Warner Bros. doing everything. I mean, everything they're doing, they're doing everything right except the live action side. Yeah. Because even the TV shows are pretty good. Yeah. That they do. Uh, I've only seen... A, I've seen a little bit of The Flash. I've seen the first two seasons of Arrow. Uh, which is all right. Yeah, yeah. I like the I mean, first two seasons. Then I stopped. Yeah, I, I stopped. They, they turned into soap operas. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's quality stuff, though. You For know, sure. is what I'm saying. It's like, so even take some of those guys and just give them a little, you know, give them a yeah, graduated, whatever. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, please help us out on these on these movies. But they're messing up with that too. They're they're separate universes there in their shows. No, they are. Marvel but I thought, is Marvel is linked. No, I think DC is linked too because they they just did a crossover. No, in the shows they're linked, but the, between film and television. Oh, right, right, right. Totally right yeah, different. Yeah, I was which, about which the shows, is yeah. dumb too. It doesn't I make know. any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid. They're making all a bunch of mistakes they in are. their live action department over there. Yeah, they need to get that shit together. Yeah, Marvel's um, so smart. Like, yeah, it's all they're all in one world. Yeah. This Daredevil that you're watching on Netflix is if he were in these movies, he'll be the same one. And they've been able to, And they reference the, and, and Daredevil they'll reference the Avengers movies. Yeah. They'll reference the incident and whatever. And even 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 the, the Marvel shows, because I I've heard that there are it's the same universe, but they even have to work within some restrictions and restraints because right. they can't show uh, certain characters from the film. Their licenses and things. Yeah. yeah, but it's okay because, like you said, they can at least still reference and talk about mm-hmm. these guys. Like, I don't expect to see Captain America show up on an episode of fucking right. S.H.I.E.L.D. What would you want to? No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. No, I tried watching S.H.I.E.L.D. I didn't like it, but the Netflix Marvel stuff is top notch. When did you start watching S.H.I.E.L.D.? How, how much the, of it did you I see? I only saw the first couple episodes, so I'm All sure right. it gets better after that. Well, well I, I was just like you. Okay. Uh, I saw the first three, and then I was like, oh, this is kind of shitty. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch this. So I stopped, uh, and it was not until recently I met uh, a buddy of mine who I know at uh, my local bar that I go to, Evan. And he's been watching it from day one. Okay. And, I, and so I told him, he's like, hey, do you watch? He's a big comic book you know, fan, too. I'm like, man, I tried. I saw the first two or three, and I just couldn't get into it. He's like, yeah, I understand. And I told him, though, I said, hey, you know, from what I heard, you know, uh, I heard it gets better in, like, season three or whatever. I'm like, I just don't want to commit that time. <laughs> it's a long time to sit through. And he was like, yeah, it does get better. And he was like, but this season, they're bringing in Ghost Rider. Oh, shit. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, they're bringing in the new Ghost Rider. Wow. And so just talking to him, he got me excited enough to at least check out the episode when Ghost Rider showed up. And? It was badass. Really? Yeah. That Ghost Rider, the special effects they used on him was impressive as shit. It's gotta be better it's, than the movies. It was. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's television. Wow. You know, it was like he, so this, the latest season, it's been like two halves. Um, and Ghost Rider was in the first half. Okay. And then they kind of finished up his story. So he's out. And once he, once he left the show, I, I told Evan even, I was like, man, I, I think I might have to stop watching this again. Because honestly, Ghost Rider was the only thing that kept me tethered to this. But I've kept watching it, and it is. It's, it's, a, it's a good show. Right. It's a good show. And, and then he's telling me, well, now you got to go back and rewatch the others. I'm like, no, I'm not doing no, no, that. No. I'm not. <laughs> I'll watch the Ghost Riders. Whatever. But if I have any questions, I'll just ask you. But I'm not going back and Google catching up on this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots of stuff going on. Anyway. 
But yeah, uh, oh, excuse me. Lego vs. Batman, definitely a great film. Uh, Warner Brothers, you know, DC fans, they've been through the ringer with their live action shit. They can, at least this is a movie that they can say, hey, at least. Yeah, Lego something. Batman's got yeah, our back. Something. Yeah, and, and the, the smaller movies that don't get to the theater, and a lot of them are, you know, hour and a half. They're like short feature length or, you know, hour 10, hour something like that. You know, kids movies. They're really enjoyable too. They're fun. Yeah. The, the way anim- they do Batman is great. It is. Yeah. The all, animation's all the great. Movies, yeah. And it's just so colorful. Like, I, I can't it's imagine. Like, if I was a kid, watch. if I was Grayson's age, watching this, I think my head would fucking explode. Flooded with color. There's so, lights. I mean, everything is so vivid and yeah. bright, and there's. The movie is so kinetic. It's yeah. constantly moving. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's cool as hell, man. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's, and it's funny because for, you know, the Batman's a dark night. This is about the brightest uh-huh. I've ever seen Batman. <laughs> and that includes everywhere. the fucking Joel Schumacher <laughs> Batman on Ice films. But uh, unlike those movies, this is some quality it's shit. It's actually good. Yeah. It's actually good. So everybody, you haven't seen it already. What are you waiting for? I know you talked to somebody who's telling you exactly what I'm telling you right now. You just got to go check it out. It's, it's good. It's yep. worth it's worth the uh how much is the movie like? Fifteen bucks? I'll go to Matt Something like that. Yeah, about 15. Whatever it is, man. Yeah. Just go see it. Just go it's see good. it. It's good. It's quality. Support support Warner Brothers. They're an up and coming studio. They really uh, need your help, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're on a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well that's it. Now back to the uh the rest of the episode that we recorded the first time. Yeah. All right. Peace. See you in the past. <laughs> All right, we're back. Okay. Back, yes, we're back. We're good. All right. All right, sorry about that, guys. Okay, it's all right. Technology, man. Yeah, so, you know this is first world problems. This is true. This, <laughs> this is true. Not, meaning this wasn't a, wasn't a problem at all. Gladly take these problems. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean the numbers are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, it was a it was a, it was a cute movie uh, with great performances. Uh, and yeah, there the cameos, which I won't. <laughs> Spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it, but there were there are people there are characters who show up in this movie that I was not expecting. That, they're not DC characters. Yeah. There's everything's owned by Disney, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Excuse me. Yeah, Warner Brothers. So it's like, as Disney owns everything. So I know. Yeah. No. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So everything's was owned by Warner Brothers. So they literally ninety percent of the time when you say that you're gonna be right. True. Yeah. yeah. So they could pull from so many, so many franchises things, yeah. and properties that are not. In the DC universe, and they put them in, and it was so fun. It was when that came up, I was dying. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, the <laughs> the, the Phantom Zone. This is the probably this is the best uh, use of the Phantom Zone that I've ever seen. Yeah, the most inventive. Yeah, at least at the very least, the most inventive. Uh, and it just goes to show, like, I know it's a, a children's movie, but I walked out of there because they took shots at Suicide Squad. Yeah, they mocked a lot of. Uh, a lot of the kind of the movies and what they're doing. Warner Brothers did this. They have access to these writers and these people there that made this. And I know making this style of movie is different from doing something a little more serious than, you know, like a live action film. But not much. Nope. You know, like these are some talented motherfuckers. The, the writing is writing. You get writing is writing. Still, I mean, the, yeah. How can they can? Why can they make a great Lego movie, but they can't make a good live right. action movie? Because because yeah, uh, this right here better than anything they've done. Miles beyond. Uh, better Even than if, Man of Steel. Better than just as a movie. And look, Man of Steel's got some moments that I, I liked. Yeah. So I'm not shitting on it, but just as from point as a movie, a beginning, middle, and end. This kicks the ass of Suicide Squad, totally. uh, Batman vs Superman, Man of Steel, and, you know, it's fine. I, and I it just, shames them honestly. 
it destroy. It's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. I just, I just. This is so good. It's like a Marvel film. Yeah. Yes. It's absolutely like a Marvel film. I, I just downloaded. You know, people do like fan edits. So on the internet, there are people who are just fans and they'll re-edit movies. Yeah. So it's like I. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I watched like a. Somebody took all of the. There's a. There's a few of them, but a few, few different people, but like took all three of the Hobbit movies, which aren't very good. All three of them was like whatever seven hours oh, of oh, movies. The Hobbit, the Hobbit yeah, yeah, not, not, not Lord, Lord of the Rings, yeah. The Hobbit, and then condensed it to one movie. So they took like whatever oh, six hours of footage and made a two-hour movie out of it. And when you watch it like that, it's kind of enjoyable. I'm sure, it kills. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So somebody did it with somebody. I just found somebody took Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel and made it one movie. Really? Yeah. So they cut out like obviously a ton. Because each movie is whatever three hours, yeah, I know. so they made it a two-hour movie out of you know three hours. So there's a ton of stuff just not in there. So basically, like Wonder Woman's like really not in it. Just she shows up at the end, kind of. You yeah. see her at the party, and then you see her at the end. So all that stuff about Lex having the files of all this stuff that's all gone. Is Doomsday this, gone? Uh, no, unfortunately, <sighs> unfortunately, what a waste of Doomsday too. I know. I know. So it is garbage. So that's still in, in there. I mean, how do they, you know? It's kind of hard to cut that part out. But so in Man of Steel, it's like they cut out most of it. It's like. And what was really cool, instead of doing that, like, whatever, 30 minutes of Krypton in the beginning and yeah. showing that whole origin, they just do it in the opening credits. So you'll see credits, and then it'll cut to a little scene, and then credits, and cut to, a little, you know, five seconds, yeah. showing, like, oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. and then them putting him in the thing, and then them sitting, so it's like, that was so much better. Because everybody knows. Yeah, everybody fucking everybody knows. Everybody fucking knows. And you can tell it in 30 seconds, yeah. succinctly. Rather than draw out this garbage thing that you're doing. Yeah. So that was cool. And then like, so they're combining it and they're cutting out a lot of the stuff, like all the stupid stuff with his dad that you don't need. They're cutting out. And, uh, and then when it goes to like Batman versus Superman, most of the stuff of Batman killing, like just murdering millions, like, you know, dozens of people is gone. Uh, which I was like, whatever, you know, you can have him kill people if he's lost, he's old, he doesn't give a fuck anymore. That's fine. I get it. Really, you saying this as a Batman? Yeah, fan. as a Batman you're, fan. You're Just because it's, it's a different take, I get it. Like, okay, okay. The Batman. Because some people have a hard line on that. It's where it's bullshit. Like, I don't care. Okay. People are idiots. But it's like you know, he's the grizzled Batman. He's doing it too long, and they even make the point like Alfred says, like you've been doing this too long. And it's, it's like so. It's like all right, and then Superman kind of teaches him how to not do it. Oh, and even Superman, when he kills Zod, instead of him crashing in and then snapping Zod's neck, it's just when they crash into that building, his neck. They just cut to him being dead with his neck snapped. So uh, leading cool. you to believe that, yeah, oh, it's the crash. Cut. I was right. like, that's such a better idea. Yeah. So much better. But they also integrate, because, you know, the ending of Man of Steel and the beginning of Batman vs Superman, they kind of, they have key moments that are the same. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool in Batman vs Superman for Zack Snyder, even though I'm not a big fan of his, that he put in the similar stuff so you could sync them up and they play together. So they cut them together, which is pretty neat. I want to see this. Where, where'd you see this? I, I downloaded I'll, I'll put it on a disc for you. Okay. I'll give it to you. So anyway, um, and then so they cut out like all the stuff with like uh, the jar of piss and all that nonsense in Batman vs Superman. The with, jar of piss. What's her name? Laura Dern, Lauren, Laura Hardy, Laura Dern, you know, the senator who won't give oh, him and like oh. puts a jar of piss on oh. her thing and like all that stuff. The, when the bomb goes off. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. cut out most of that. Shit, I um, forgot about that. So yeah. yeah. So they cut out a ton of stuff. And some of it is like, it's moving pretty fast and it's a little... And then ultimately it still runs into the same problem of like, you know, 
the reason for Superman to fight Batman is yeah. ridiculous. And then the reason for them to stop is still ridiculous. They still <sighs> use the Martha thing. So it's like the reason could just be like Superman doesn't like how Batman's doing things. So he wants to fight him. And then Batman doesn't like that Superman's powerful. So they want to fight each other. That's it. And then they stop because neither of them want to kill each other. Right. It could be that simple. I don't know. It's it, yeah. I, I thought that's, that's yeah. what the whole thing was going to be. Yeah. So, you know, I think most, almost it everybody still has a that. ton of problems and it does have all the doomsday garbage in it, which is awful to watch. And for some reason, doomsday like shoots electricity for no reason and all this shit. When, anyway. you, when you run out of ideas, <sighs> make the monster just shoot something. Yeah. She's got to be electric. Just have electricity. Yeah. But anyway, I'll, I'll make it. But it was interesting. Um, I like to check that out because I, I like I said, I, I thought Man of Steel was all right. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of those of the DC movies that have been made is mm-hmm. the best, I think. I will say this in, the, in the, the title of it is Man of Tomorrow. The fan edit is Man of Tomorrow. I Man forgot tomorrow. who did it, but I'll, I'll put it on a disc for you. Um, can you put it on my thumb drive? I can put it on. Yes, I can do it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that thumb drive, by the way, 128 gigs. Isn't that crazy. But I, for 20 bucks. Right now. 20 bucks. It was on sale at Best Buy. Yeah. It, it, this stuff is so cheap. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so it's 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 worth a watch. It's yeah. two hours to like see somebody making an effort to try to, to try to prove DC's or Warner Brothers bullshit. This garbage. Yeah. DC is trying. It's fucking Warner Brothers that's doing this shit, I think. Well, maybe not. But no, but they own. Lego movie is good. They own. Yeah, but their input. Yeah. I, I don't know. That that's purely conjecture. I have no fucking idea. Well see. Somebody's fucking up. Bad. Some no, granted, someone yeah, is. A lot of people are. But it's amazing to think that because the same people that are, like you said, the suits who are approving the scripts and are giving the input for these uh, the, the live action films, yeah. either they didn't have that same agreement with the Lego people, right? Or they did, which leads me to believe. Well, how the fuck can you? And, and you for, can obviously see talent on one end, but then you're coming around, you know, mucking around the live action stuff. And for me, it's like, why are you having anyone write a Batman film other than Paul Dini, who wrote most of the amazing uh, Batman animated series episodes? Are Dini's? He wrote Mad Love. He created Harley Quinn. Like, yeah. why are you? Having, He's not even involved with this shit. I nothing. Don't think. He has nothing. To, he, he wrote the the Batman Arkham Asylum games. Arkham games. Yeah, those yeah. are him too. Well, the first two and the last one. Why are you having anyone? Why is he not the head writer in any of these fucking things? It's, it's ridiculous. Okay. No, it is ridiculous. Okay. So Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, my favorite character is Batman. You know, I'm like, I'm working on Batman stuff. My Grayson, my son, his first word was Batman. He's obsessed with Batman. Here's, here's a video of him saying Batman. Oh yeah. This isn't like the first time he said it, but this was his first word. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. So when he was a little baby, I was like, whatever. You got your own nine you got, months. You, you, you got your own Robin. I know, I know. And he loves Batman. So he's, he's got tons of Batman toys. Like he's always, he knows all of like the. He'll name every Justice League, every Avenger. Like he's obsessed. He loves them. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. I just bought him a cyborg toy. He was so excited. I like, like cyborg. cyborg, cyborg, cyborg. So anyway, so Lego Batman movies come out. He's never been to a theater. He's, he'll be two in March. Yeah, this was his first. His first movie theater. So I was really excited. I bought tickets to his IMAX show at the Edwards right here. Yeah. We went on a Friday. The Friday it came out at 11 a.m. We, so we had breakfast. And I've been telling him all morning, like, we're going to go see Batman. He's like, yeah, I want to see Batman, Batman. Batman, Batman, Batman. <laughs> so I'd be like, Batman movie. Because, like, sometimes 
excuse me, like he'll want to watch Batman the Animated Series, which she calls Batman Shadow. He'll be like, Batman Shadow, Batman Shadow. Batman Shadow. Yeah. But <laughs> the one that from the, the Fox yeah, show? Yeah, because yeah. I play it for him. Um, so we go, we, we get there, and the first thing he sees when we walk in is like a giant poster of uh, the movie. So he runs up to it. I'm going to show you pictures. He runs up to it, and he's like pointing at it, and he's like, Batman, 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 Robin, Robin. <laughs> he's so pumped. And uh, we go in. It's IMAX theater, so it's big. The screen yeah. is massive. The theater is empty. Perfect. Completely empty. Not one other person. Just us. Wow. Yeah. So the trailers start, and he's like, kind of like shocked. Like, whoa. Because the screen is massive, and it's really fucking loud. And I was holding, like he was sitting down, and then like he like, he says, Uba, he's half Filipino, so Uba means like pick up. So he's like, Daddy, Uba, Daddy. So I pick him up and we're watching and I could see he's kind of like really quiet. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, he might be scared. Like, fuck, maybe this isn't a good idea. So I stepped outside with him. Like we watched the Spider-Man Homecoming trailer. Oh. And he loves Spider-Man too. So he's like, Spider-Man, he doesn't say Spider-Man, he says Spider-Man. He's like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. <laughs> so we're watching, I'm like, yeah, it's Spider-Man. You know, you're Lola's grandma, you're my mom. You know, she worked on this mom. He's like, oh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. So we walk outside after that and the projectionist comes down and he's like, hey, everything okay? I'm like, hey, everything's fine. He's like, is it too loud? Would you like me to turn it down? And I was like, yeah, thank you. That would be amazing. He's like, no problem. So he runs back up. He turns it down. He comes down. He's like, how's that? I was like, can we make it a little lower? He's like, yeah, no problem. He's like, I'll I'll put it as low as I can where it'll still be amazing. Right. So he did. You got... First class service. It's amazing. At this theater. It was like a it was a private screening. Private screening in a giant auditorium. An IMAX, IMAX. theater. Yeah. Of our favorite both of our favorite characters. So he um When has that ever happened? Probably never. Never. Oh. So we're the movie starts and then you know, Joker's up first. So he's like, Joker. And we start watching and he um Uh, yeah, <laughs> you made you him. More. I'll show you more. So he's then uh, Batman finally because you know, Batman's not in it for like maybe the first ten minutes. Yeah, Joker, right. So then Batman shows up, and he's like Batman, Batman, and uh, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we're having so much fun, man. And um, he's sitting in the seat and he's watching this giant screen. And then that when Batman goes to the his the Wayne Manor, and he's yeah. doing all this stuff like using the microwave. Like I, I was having genuine laughs, like belly laughs. Yeah. I was laughing and he was cracking up and, uh, Iron Man sucks. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I popped with that one. Yeah. And he's like yelling, Batman's funny and he's laughing and I'm laughing and we're just having the best fucking time. And, uh, so that was the experience, man. It was just amazing. And then he's like reaching at the screen and he's got his Batman toy and he's holding it. And he, um, <laughs> and uh so we're doing all that and sorry and then like the last we're having fun we're laughing and he's like maybe the last 30 40 minutes like he starts getting restless yeah so we just start running around the theater and he's still watching, but like up and down the steps, 
for the last 30 minutes, just up and down the steps, around and around and around. He'll stop and he'll like point and like run up to the screen and stare at it. And he's like dancing and jumping up and down. He's so excited. It was the, for me, the greatest theater experience of my life. That sounds like the greatest experience that I've ever heard yeah. of. I mean, that, that's, you can't script anything better. It was amazing. I, I you, you would never forget that. Never. Not that you would anyway. Even, no, even if it was but, packed, but, you wouldn't but, forget you're it. Right, but you're right. Like, but if it was packed, it would have been a very different thing. It would have, yeah. Very Because I know like, and I have a little bit of like, yeah, because his mom took him to see it the next day. And she was in a full theater, I'm sure. Did she know that you took yeah, yeah, him? Yeah, I told her. And she was like, oh, I'm taking him tomorrow. I was like, all right, fine. Grayson, like, yeah, this is all right. I get to see, yeah. I get, I get doubles of everything. So, just a, a perfect experience, man. Like he, he had so much fun that they turned it down so he wouldn't be freaked out. Yeah. It was still loud as shit, but it was great. We ran around, we played. It was, it was a magical moment. It was the best experience of my life. It's like it's basically movie it's a kind of you basically have just you know you rented that. Yeah, it's like you what you rented it out. Yeah, what would it cost mind? to rent an IMAX theater? A lot of fucking thousands money. of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. So it was amazing, man, and uh, and on top of that, like I really enjoyed the film. I do agree. Like, I was gonna say on top, on top, yeah, it's a good movie. In the too. middle, like it, it did start to sag a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah I got like Grace and I got a little restless. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why I didn't notice it because I was chasing his ass around the theater <laughs> for like you know, thirty minutes. But uh, man, so much fun! Just, but I love the movie. Will Arnett was great. Everybody was fantastic. Everybody, the entire, it's almost the entire. Gotham universe was there, yeah. Plus these other movies, which we won't spoil. And they even, if you and, seen and, it. and they even, you know, you see the Justice League, you know, mm-hmm. like and that whole scene, right? When he goes there, it's like a dance party scene, yeah, it's so fun. It's hilarious, yeah. And I, I, I sat back and I was just watching this movie and just I was just so impressed just by the one, the beauty of it, yeah. It's beautifully animated, gorgeous. Like it's the All CG the is incredible. I like that, too. yeah. Like we have. I have some here that I show him, like I'm like oh, really? Lego Batman movies and stuff that he loves. Really? Yeah. There's a few. There's like four or five. Oh shit! A Justice League, a couple of Justice League ones. Yeah. I mean, it looks. I mean, obviously they're Legos, right? So it's it's got that stop motion type, you know, quality to it. Mm-hmm. But it's like a fluid. Stop but it's motion. fluid, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's so like who who ever would have thought that Legos, yeah, could be so expressive, yeah. Like there's gen, like there's genuine emotion. So you know, and in a, a lot of these message, things, like this guy and a good message, like, yeah. he's he's traumatized and he's forcing himself to be alone, even though he doesn't want to be alone. He's struggling with having family and friends, and like he learns how to be part of a group. So there's a lot of good messages and stuff for kids and and I, honestly, and for adults, even for adults, yeah, like I, for adults, you know, it's you know, it's not you know a nuanced approach or anything. But again, it's a kids movie. Like right. it's they need to say they like, need yeah, it's 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 out. It's very explicit. Like you know what it's commenting on, but it's. That doesn't lessen its effect or its yeah. impact at all. Yeah. Uh, like I said, the people, the writers of this did an amazing job. It's witty. It's entertaining. It's exciting. Um, like I told you, it's in my top four Batman films. And it's so, I mean, so kinetic. Yeah. Like there's so, especially the the first half. There's so much. The shit first half is going on. Tremendous. Screen. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't keep. But there's there's so like. It's just like it's a sensory overload. Yeah. In the best possible way. Absolutely. You know, it's and, and just little things like when they're shooting from a plane, like the sound pew, effect. Pew, yeah. pew, pew. They're making their own sound effects. I'm glad yes. I want to I want to mention. I'm glad you, you mentioned it that. It was you such that up. a cute thing. And for me too, because like because I've been teaching Grace and sound effects since he started to talk. So yeah. Pew was the first one. 
So he'll, he has little, know. you know, like little uh, laser guns and stuff. He'll run around. Pew, 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 yeah. pew. That was the first one I talked. So when it came on, he was, he had his little Batman. He has like a Batman grappling gun and like some. Like That's what he was holding the picture. And like, that a, one, yeah. and like a Buzz Lightyear one. So he was like pointing him at the screen going pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the best day. <laughs> that was so cute when they went up, when the characters were doing that. So yeah, yeah everybody, the, 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 the villains are not even the villains, but just people who have like firearms. They make their own sound effects when they're shooting their weapons. So and it's, funny, and it's, it comes across like just like so so natural. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're like that's just what you do. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Like you have to have the sound for the bullets to come out. It's adorable. It, it was. was, and nothing in the movie is forced. Like all the jokes are just there. Like they're not, even though it, some of them are obvious. I mean, they're for kids, you know. Yeah. But uh, and there were some adult jokes too. Like when he there meets were Dick Grayson for the first time. He's like, my name's Richard. Everybody calls me Dick, Dick. and he's like, kids can be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's it's not only is that funny, but Will Arnett's delivery, yeah, because he says it so casually, like like oh, yeah, he was like, a great uh, Batman. He was, he was and for animated Batman's. I'm like you know Kevin Conroy or Bust, like he's the yeah. only one. But he did a great job. He, Robocop did a good job in uh, when they did the the Dark Knight Returns animated. Yeah, Peter Robocop, Weller. Peter Weller. He did a great job. Yeah, too. And yeah. You know, honestly, in terms of like that, the DC animated stuff, they're uh, amazing. That's probably my favorite. Really? That one, uh, the both parts. Yeah. And uh, Assault in Arkham. Yeah. Really which Batman is not really in it a yeah. whole lot, but I mean, yeah. But for me, like, and I saw one, Dark Justice League Dark. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. That's a new one. I really? read it that. I'm uh, a big Swamp Thing fan, so I'm week. really excited. Uh, well, if you're, I mean, he's in it for a cup of coffee. Uh, it's not bad. It's all right. It's mostly John Constantine's okay. thing. Oh, that's cool too. Constantine's yeah. a cool character. Yeah, it's okay. It's not. It's not like those that level. No. But it's, I mean. But as far as like these, right. the Lego Batman, like for me, it's like 1989 Batman is still my favorite. Yeah. And then Mask of the Phantasm, which I told you. Yeah. And then The Dark Knight, the Heath Ledger one. And then this Lego movie is four for me. Yeah. Man, I, I guess, yeah. Cause like, like I said, I'm, I'm not such a big Batman guy. Right. So I never even thought to really rank them because I just know the ones that I like versus the ones that I didn't. Uh, you know, of course, Tim Burton's, you know. Amazing. Because that's the first one the I saw. Like, like, it, it, that's the one that... a ton of problems, but it's, an, it's a great movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it is the best live action use of Batman, for sure. Over everything. Oh, for, for live action. For live action, right. The best use of Batman, period. Even with the comics included, games... Toys, everything is Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series is the greatest iteration of Batman ever. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'd be hard-pressed to find anything, you know, that consistently topped it. Because I used, I, used, I used to make it a point to be home after school. 5 p.m. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, early enough so that I could catch, you know, Batman the Animated later. Series. I I um, but I will rank them now. <laughs> Now that I've thought about it, mm-hmm. as you know, d- during this discussion, and yeah, I think I I agree with with your number one pick. Yeah. Uh, I would put Tim Burton's Batman, that first one, up there for a lot of reasons. One, yeah, I never really thought too much about just Batman's as a character, how he's been presented on screen, but mm-hmm. yeah, like looking back on it, because it was more it was. It was Michael Keaton, he knocked it out of, the, out of the park with being Batman and being Bruce Wayne. Yeah, That's like, who you really are, is yeah. Bruce Wayne. Batman is a guy in a suit who fights. Right. That's, you know, you, there's not a lot going on there. Yeah. yeah. But he, yeah. 
He really owned that. Not not that you know Christian Bale didn't, but he was okay. He was yeah, he was fine. But okay. it was it was. He's boring. He didn't He's have the, he didn't have the charisma yeah. of like Michael Keaton. He put on that that face, that pretense of the, being this aloof billionaire. To watch that movie. There was yeah, you know, it was visually weird as Tim Burton. It was Tim Burton, yeah, Style, stylistically, it had its. And the Anton first, I know was it Anton first who designed. Yeah, I think it was was it Anton first. Fuck, the designer of all that stuff who later committed suicide after the movie. Oh really? All that Burton Batman stuff. Yeah. Oh, I mean that that first it was just so yeah, iconic Anton first to me. was Superman. Ah, oh, fuck, don't get me whatever. The Batwing, the Batmobile, yeah. like seeing all that for the first time. And it, the best, to this day, the best Batmobile, the best Batwing. All the other ones look like crap. Uh, these Over, they're overthinking ones are it. Garbage. Overthinking it, these new Make ones. it look like a fucking bat. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Like, what's the matter with you? The Batmobile, you're, you're, you're fucking right about that. Because the Batmobile in, in Tim Burton's, it was, it was what you wanted to see. It was, it was taking the Batmobile from the comics and from the Adam West show, but put with Tim Burton's. Gothic touch. Exactly. I'm gonna find out who did that. And it, it, yeah, that design. I used to have that toy. Uh, was fucking beautiful. And the Batwing too, because uh, it was simple. Yep. You know, it was in the shape of his fucking and elegant and, and like sexy. Yeah, and it sleek. Was, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, it was awesome. It was. And awesome. now, like you know, when the Nolan stuff, I get they were trying to do something different. I get it, but it was just everything was so tactical. It's just boring. It's really boring. It didn't look like anything. It was just very yeah. And then, I mean, they, I mean, but it fit like you said what they were doing, they were which was this whole real life tactical approach, and military and, thing. But that's not exciting to watch. Yeah, it's like it still is a man in a cape jumping off roofs. This is still an adventure movie. Where's the fucking adventure? Where's the, and where's the detective? Where's yeah, the, zero detective. Uh, well, the one detective part they put in the Dark Knight, which was completely useless, when he's like pulling the bullet out of the wall. That's that's, that's it. That whole that's the only detective part. Yeah. But that whole sequence was like there's no reason for this to happen. Yeah, like it was just shoehorned in. I didn't even thought about that, but yeah, there's not much detective work going on. Zero in detective, and that's why when you watch the animated series, he's a detective. He's a martial artist. He trains. He's a businessman. He's as Bruce Wayne. He's out on dates, and when he's Batman, he's not the thing. I well, I don't want to give because you know some stuff I'm working on, but like I don't want to give yeah. too much. Work, but the thing is, like, this like robot Batman, like he has no emotion at all. It's not exciting to watch. There's nothing there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so Batman. Yeah. Okay. Number one, I'll put the Dark Knight number two just based off the strength of you know, I mean one like that movie's just fucking awesome. It really is. And had Tim Burton's Batman uh, never been made, it would probably be my number one. Uh, I just thought Heath Ledger was amazing. He carried that movie. He really did. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight. It was Knight. the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he. The only thing that knocked it for me. And I think we might have talked about this, but like as soon as you know the the Batman voice that Bale used, awful. it really at, awful. at the end when he's having that conversation with the Joker, <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It really pulled me it's out garbage. of the movie. I was like, oh, like no one, it's no garbage. one caught this. It's fucking garbage. Keep you know economy of words is key yeah. with that with that version of Batman. Uh, so, but but still, if a number two, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, and then I would put for me, I'd put Lego. Yeah, right after that. Um, it's and fantastic, then, and then you know, I think from right from there, they're all kind of like whatever at that point. They are. They yeah. kind of energy. I mean, of course, you know, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin are not even in this yeah. conversation. I do, and I've mentioned it before, but I want to go back and check out uh, Mask of the Phantasm. It's great. I just watched it again after I told you that it yeah. was in my, my my second one. I I put it on again. And I was like, God, I love this movie, man. I so until I see that, yeah. I'm gonna put, put Batman Returns. Too. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'll put Batman Returns. Uh, 
as my in my fourth my fourth pick. That's a rough movie to watch it again. I saw it not too long ago. Yeah, and if the penguin wasn't in it, it'd be a great movie. It's Danny DeVito is god awful. I th- <laughs> he, he did fine with what he did. Yeah, but that whole it, thing it was he's it was definitely there and he's like trying to kill all the firstborn babies. Like this is some really dumb shit. And like one, this is a Batman movie. It's four kids. He's like straight up groping women's tits in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, weird. It is weird, but it's, it's fucking weird. It's Tim Burton doubling down on his Tim Burtonness. Right. Cause, Cause even though that first Batman he did, it, it still had the Tim Burton style, yeah. but you could tell he showed a little bit of restraint. Like he pulled mm-hmm. back from his mm-hmm. uh, normal tendencies, but it was because of that movie because they couldn't sell the fucking toys. Cause there was, that movie was dark as shit. That they went to Joel Schumacher, yeah, who eventually made Batman and Robin. Robin, yeah, yeah. But that eventually got us to the Nolan stuff, which um, which now has us, yeah, with Affleck and now I think he's fantastic. No, he was great. He was yeah. great. I, it's he, just he was he's fine as Batman. I think he, I, I think he, he is he's a better Batman than Michael Keaton. It's just the movies, the script that they that they gave him was. Uh, Shitty until he does a standalone, a standalone film. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna yeah hold you to that. But he looks like Batman. He acts like Batman. He basically is Batman in Bruce uh, yeah. in, in real life, aside from the crime fighting vigilante thing. <laughs> but he is a rich, his very parents, handsome. His more no, yeah. but he's okay. a very rich. You know, traveling the world, he he yeah. can play that guy because he is that guy. Yeah, he can, and that's yeah. why hey, I was when he's he charismatic. Got- he's cocky. He's fucking 6'4", he's, 230 yeah. pounds. Like, he's a big-ass man. Hey, when he got cast in Batman vs. Superman, I was like the one guy out there who was like, hey, this is good casting. I don't know what you guys are tripping out about. Yeah, like, look at this. This it's is like ripped from like, the comic book page. Nobody thought Michael Keaton would be good. They're like, yeah. Mr. Mom or Mr. Mr. Mom, yeah. And, then, you know, even Jack Nicholson. I'm like, what the fuck? And then Heath Ledger as a Joker, everybody was like, ugh. Even me. I was like, the guy from The Knight's Tale? <laughs> but he was amazing. He, he was. was. amazing, man. Yeah. He killed it. He crushed it. So, yeah, the Lego movie I loved. Yeah. I really loved it. But Definitely. Yeah, part of it, it was just my experience in watching it. Right. Well, yeah, I was going to say, you know, I'm glad that you had that experience with your son and that the movie itself was as good as it was. Yeah. You know, because the movie could have sucked and you still would have had a good time with Grayson. But it was, uh, it was the hat trick, man. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. It was, you got to spend time with your son. Uh, first movie experience with your son. Yeah. And it was a good fucking movie to boot. Yeah. It was crap. You know? I, couldn't, I couldn't have planned it better. I didn't plan it. I just went to see yeah. the movie. And you had the whole theater to yourself. Coming up aces, my friend. Yeah. So speaking of movies, last thing, if you want to talk about it, John Wick 2. Saw John Wick 2 last night. Yes. You want to say this for the, for the next episode? Yeah, okay. It's late. Yeah, it's late. Yeah. I got to get back. Yeah, yeah, of course. To my side of the 10. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, cool. I'm, I'm glad we uh, we made this work, though. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sorry I flaked on it yesterday. No, it's all good. Uh, yeah. Things happen. Sometimes it's just, yeah. No, no worries. It's fun. Hey, man. Hey. Like I said, the shirt you're wearing is dope. Oh, thank you. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll find you. I, I, I know I have. I think I have a stack of them in the garage. I'll get you XL. A couple things. Yeah. You don't need to be a boxer to wear this. Oh, no, 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 I know that. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I'm going to I'm gonna do a better job, you know, advertising these podcasts. Okay. Uh, on my Twitter to get more people. Yeah. Listen, because I want some shirts for the show. And now you, that's something we can do. You being the 
graphic artist extraordinaire. Yeah, man. You know, I think we can make some merch. Absolutely. You know, maybe be inspired by our friends, the the Bucks of Youth. Yeah, man. You know, buy our shit, pay for our alcohol habits. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. That this was the last of the Lagavulin. Yeah, I got another bottle, man. Oh, look at that. They really are like our sponsor. Yeah. (laughs) Unofficial sponsor. Unofficial sponsor. Yeah, we we pay them. (laughs) I, I pay them. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, you got quite a few followers on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I I think this, this is our fifth. I'll in my 70 or whatever I got. This is our fifth uh, episode, right? Yeah. So now we've got five in the in the It's tank. enough to yeah. give people some. So now, and like, and like I said, uh, my, my buddy um, Mitchell, he was enjoying. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, he was enjoying these shows, so. I've heard the same thing from people I've told about it that have gotten back to me. They they really enjoy it too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I think we got something, man. We got yeah, good chemistry, man. We're the new lethal, lethal weapon, dog. That's right. I'm. What is it? I'm. We're back. I'm bad. You're black. I'm. I'm bad. bad. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> All right, man. All right, brother. Till next time. Till next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, peace. Peace. Sorry, guys. We're back. And a P.S. Because <laughs> you, you just mentioned the lethal weapon series is really good. Right. Shout out to my boy, Hovig, who edits that. Oh, no way. But that's not why I wanted to come back. Why I wanted to come back was because last episode, you said that The Good Place was so amazing. Let me... Hold on. I watched the whole show. It's cute. To even compare it to Parks and Rec is some fucking bullshit tantamount to the Holocaust. I said it. You're basically Hitler of television right now. Whoa! (laughs) Buddy! (laughs) That shit... Whoa! It was cute. What the fuck are you talking about even comparing it close to Parks and Rec? Parks and Rec had deep, beautiful emotional connections and relationships with people. It, t- it was progressive politically, socially, economically. That was a beautiful show. The Good Place is cute. I'll give you that. I laughed like one time out loud and it was like in one of the last episodes when Adam Scott finally came in. It is a cute show. What the hell are you talking about with Parks and Rec? Well, <laughs> you know, Graham, there, there, there are times where, you know, yeah, I love you like a brother, man. I do. And so as as brothers, sometimes I just got to tell you, when you're wrong, and you're just wrong, man. You're out of your fucking mind. You're just wrong. You're out of your mind. This show, and, and look, maybe, okay, let me doubt, maybe I was a oh, bit hyperbolic oh. about my praise of The Good Place. <laughs> it's cute. A li- maybe I was a little bit, but I still stand by, and I, I, I still stand by the fact that I thought that in that one, se- in that one season, uh-huh. It was more original. It was more compelling. It was, and look, you know, comedy is subjective. Sure. You know, I thought sure. it was funnier in that one funnier? season. Yes, I did. You laughed out loud several times. Several times. Oh, I thought God. that, and 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 again, I go to the the creativity of that show. You could not have predicted the way that it ended is how it was going to end. I agree with that. I did not see that coming, and I will say the premise is more original than Office Workers. Right. Hey, look, doing that thing. I love. I know. I know you love Parks and Rec. I love it too. Goddamn right. But come on, son. No. All, as good as that no. show was, it's no. a clone of The Office. It blows The Office out of the water. And I will say, like, the premise is a fucking clone of The Office. Right. I will give that to you. The premise. I mean, of, the tone, the style, yes, like the premise of a good place is more original. Than those right. shows, and, and, and in this day and age, originality counts a lot. At least for me, because not like, more than the actual delivery and the content. Because the delivery and the content, and first, and Parks and Rec changes from being an Office clone to being its own show. Like it very quickly by the end of the first season, it's like okay, they're doing their own thing. 
the format is the same. Point. They talk to the camera and yeah, but it very quickly. The pilot is the office, right? Right. But it does get a lot better. Totally, I totally. But like the relationships are deep and meaningful, and and just the the content, the the, the subject matter which they d- deal with on Parks and Rec, you know, gay marriage, uh, everything in politics, um, uh, technology taking over, all this. It's all real life stuff that really matters. Uh, relationships and fuck, Parks and Rec is so good. The Good Place was very cute, but it is very much. I'm watching a sitcom on a network television show. And you didn't feel that at all with Parks and Rec. I mean, I know that I am doing that. Right. So, so well, yeah, it's not even know what that even supposed to mean. It's, it's the, the, Look, the sterile environment of The Good I, Place is very, these are very clearly like actors doing this thing. I don't remember the names of any of those people. I don't, can't remember anything about the show other than the fact that they're in heaven and then they're not in heaven. I felt, I felt more of a connection with these characters. You're out of your mind. Than I did. Hey. You're out of your mind. The characters. Well, it's been a good night talking to you guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Nope and, and her gang were all cool. I liked them. I look like I like I said. I don't want to come across like hating on Parks and Rec just because I thought yeah yeah and is you know the good place is the better yeah, show. You're wrong. I'm right. I'm not shitting on Parks and Rec. I just for me and maybe just because that finale. It caught me so off guard that I just had, I don't know, it, I just have a ton of respect I, I, for how well I agree with that. they handled that, 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 that's, you know, that reveal at the end. Yeah. I never saw that coming and, and it floored me. But, I mean, you talk about the relationships and everything and you're, and you're right, Parks and Rec, I mean, it, it's, it was a show about, you know, about bureaucracy, about politics. So, and just yeah. about emotions, relationships with people. And the relationships so with people. You're right. And, and, and Parks and Rec took a big chance in the later seasons. They jumped ahead like seven years or like fuck or three years or whatever. They just went into the future. Right. Which is pretty neat. Which too. could have easily been them jumping the shark, but they man they managed to They pulled it off. They did, they, they, they pulled, pulled it off. off. I don't know. I felt in in the however many episodes it was, thirteen episodes I think yeah. the good place was. Yeah. I by the halfway point of that show, I love those characters. I never felt I always I had no I have no emotional connection to anyone in that show i it was cute i enjoyed watching it like oh this is fun but i have zero emotional connection to anything that happened in that show well sir <laughs> we will just have to agree to disagree good night everybody <laughs> peace <laughs>